Welcome to Media and Monuments, presented by Women in Film and Video in Washington, D.C. Media and Monuments features conversations with industry professionals speaking on a range of topics of interest to screen-based media makers. Welcome, everyone, to Media and Monuments. I am your host, Tara Jabari, for this episode. Today, we're speaking with Kelly Stewart, a location manager working primarily in Los Angeles. Projects she has worked on include the Oscar-winning Everything, Everywhere, All at Once and television shows like True Blood. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So first, can you explain in layman's terms, what is a location manager? A location manager a lot of times can be one of the very first people on a project. We start immediately, we take the script and speak with the producer, director, production designer. We find out, okay, are you building anything on stage? What locations need to be found? And sometimes we'll start with the big stuff because if it's lower budget, you're like, okay, some of these smaller things, we're going to find this first and then we're going to have to find something. We'll go back to that or because what you have to do is sometimes marry a location to another. So even though you're finding this location, maybe it's not an entire day of shooting. So you need to fill your day with something else. So what we do is we find the locations. Then once we find the locations and they are locked down, then we prep the locations and we manage the locations. So we handle all the logistics. So we do scouting, then we do prepping, shooting, and then we strike the location. Strike meaning uh, you break it down? or Clean up. Clean up. Okay. Break it down. So if you're shooting at a house, then we oversee every department comes in and they strike it. And we just have to make sure we've left the location in the, the condition that we've we found it in. So if it's, like I said, if it's somebody's house and we scratched the wall, either we have to fix it or we pay them to fix it. So for instance, like everything everywhere all at once without giving any spoilers, hard to do. But we have, it's in the trailer too. You have the office of where they go for the taxes. You have their laundromat store and then the apartment above it. So was that something that you were, okay, these are three major locations and you would find it or how did that work? The office building, they actually found that before I started because that's that was such a huge integral part of it that they started just looking, I think, before anything happened. But that one, since we shot, I mean, we shot there for almost, I think we shot there for a month or something, but we were there for a couple of months prepping and then shooting. So that, yes, we did end up then, we were in Simi Valley, which is a town in like Los Angeles County. And there were some things that we did then go, like there was a restaurant in there that was close by. There was that Rakakuni scene that was all close by. But since we were then also at the laundromat for a long time, that was something that I just went and found. It it didn't have to be close to the office at all. However, the apartment above it is completely fake because the laundromat's only one story. So they faked it that it was a two-story. So then they built the apartment. Actually, (laughs) believe it or not, they built a stage set inside the cafeteria of the office building that we shot in. Oh, So, yeah, there was this huge cafeteria and it was a closed office building. So they just put a set in there. And then oddly enough, so there was one scene where they were climbing up the stairs. So that was a super quick scene that I did just literally when we were shooting at the laundromat. I just started driving around looking for two-story buildings and then knocking on people's doors and saying, hey, 
do you have stairs that you'd be willing to let us film on? So it's like this random office building that makes, I think they made parts for airplanes. And that's where that's the stairs was. So like for things that have more of a set, like True Blood, or I'm thinking American Auto, which is another show you work on, they usually have sets. So where does your, did you help with the set? Not decorations. What do you call it? Design. When they're building something on stage, no, I don't do, that's the entire art department. Anything that's generally, once it's built on stage, especially if it's an actual stage, like that wasn't a real stage. Even though they built it, that was still a location. So I was still in charge of the location part of it. But if we are on a stage like American Auto Hat, we were at Universal Studios. So whenever they shoot on stage, I have nothing to do with it. Like I, like literally I, sometimes I barely even go to the stage because I, there's no reason for me to, unless somebody's like, Hey, can you meet me here? Yeah. I don't do anything on the stage. I've even been in times where I was like, where's our, I don't, what stage are we on? I don't even know those things because when you're shooting on stage, I'm prepping for the locations. Can you share an example for something like a television show that usually has a set like True Blood, for instance, because I know that one a little bit better. I did watch it. Can you share an example of when you as the location manager would be involved? We did have a stage and some things were built on stage and then some things weren't. So like you remember the bar Merlots. <laughs> so the exterior of Merlots, believe it or not, was in what we call the jungle at the Warner Brothers lot, the back okay. lot. So if there were exterior scenes, we would go to Warner Brothers and that would be a location since it was outside. And then the interior, they built that on our stage. So once they go inside, because that structure at Warner Brothers, is just like a shell. Yeah. Like once you go inside, there is actually no infrastructure for an actual store to be. Exactly. There's some things like Alex's bar Mm -hmm. that was down in Long Beach. That actually was never built on stage until I think the second or third to last season. I can't remember. But we just kept going down there and kept going down there. And then I think one season they were like, we're going to do a lot of work at Alex's Bar. Let's finally build it on stage. So they literally had to go in and measure the entire interior and match it. And then they built it because we'd shot it a hundred times. But most places you do, if it's a recurring location, or it's going to be a hero location, I should say, and he, by hero location, it just means that's like a main one that will always be around. It's like your house. Your house is your hero location. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but like you might go to a restaurant all the time. That's not a hero location, but it could be a recurring location because you go there all the time. How did you get started in managing locations or in this specific field when it comes to film and television? A long time ago, when I was looking for a job, I'd worked in development before. And development can be a lot of like you spin your wheels and you don't really get anything accomplished or done. You don't work on any projects. It's just trying and trying and trying. And I really wanted to work on something where it was like, I wanted to film something. I wanted to see it all the way through to the end. And I can't remember who or whatnot, but somebody got me an interview with the line producer on a movie. And I met with her. She was great. And she called me and she was like, Hey, I loved you. You were great. I have to hire some other producer's son or it was like <laughs> something like that. She's like, which, you know, sucks. But my location manager is looking for a locations coordinator. Would you be interested? And at that point in time, I needed a job. And I was like, yeah, she's totally interested. And so she's great. I'll give you your number and she'll call you. So I hung up the phone and literally I was like, 
what's locations? I literally had no idea what it was, but I said, yes. And that's, I, she, the woman called me and I got the job. It was really just, I needed a job. It was in production. I was like, I guess it sounds cool. I really, really fell into it. What has been some of your favorite aspects of it that makes you keep going back to this particular job? Technically speaking, I'm in a union, Mm -hmm. so the benefits are great. So most people who stick around, a lot of reasons for that. But as far as the locations aspect of it, it gets more interesting as you move up a little bit and you're not stuck on set. I don't like being stuck on set. I prefer the prep of it. I like finding the locations, like for everything, everywhere, all at once. When they were like, find a laundromat, I swear I went into a minimum of 100 laundromats and I probably drove by another hundred that I didn't even like some of them I would pull into the parking lot and leave. Some of them I would drive by and just not even stop because there's a laundromat like on every corner. So I was looking for a really long time for that one. But when I finally found the one that we shot in, when I walked in, I was like, this is it. This is the one. So I do like that aspect of it. When you find that perfect location, it's really cool. You went by what from talking with the director or reading the script to understand, do you visualize what that laundry mat, for instance, in this example, what it would feel like or look like? And that's how you would go into a parking lot. And you're like, this isn't going to be it. And you go to number 99 and all that stuff. You definitely start off by reading the script. So you have to know what is needed. There is a parking lot scene. So there has to be somewhere where you're going to shoot the exterior work. So that obviously you have to think about that. And then the stuff inside, as far as what becomes better for shooting, you start to learn these things that it's like bigger is always better. You can't make something look bigger, but you can make something look smaller if that's necessary. Having something where people can move around really helps. Uh, A lot of laundromats are really thin and long which can only give you depth on one side and then look a little stunted. It also needed to feel like this family's home. Right. So it should have been, it should have had that homey feel to it that they've been there for a long time. And there's just some laundromats have this weird corporate-y looking vibe to them. Mm -hmm. But you do talk to the director, you talk to the production designer and On that movie, they actually gave me sort of like a vision board. So they would give me pictures of stuff. Obviously, I'm not going to find that specific thing. And then the production designer usually always has a lookbook or something where they've also put inspiration photos. So you have these inspiration photos that are in your head that you've seen, and that really helps. It can be different like on a TV show when we're moving a lot of faster. Sometimes it is like a find us a laundromat that's two stories, and that's like kind of it. Yeah. Like in features, you get a lot more direction, um, but sometimes you just don't have the time, so you do have to find something. But the longer I've done this, I feel like the better I can find you something, whereas somebody who just started, you're like, why did you look, why did you show me this? Okay. It's, this is the smallest mm-hmm. teeny tiny. There's no way we can fit anyone in it or it's on the second story and there's no elevator. And when you have a crew of a hundred, mm-hmm. nobody wants to carry equipment upstairs. So there's certain things that you get better at that you learn as you do this longer. But yeah, I've been doing this a while. So I, I know what looks good on camera and what doesn't. Do you have any advice or have you been given advice when you were starting your career? As you're saying, the more you work, the more you're equipped to, to know what to look for and things like that. And obviously, one of a big part about working on screen-based media, which is what this podcast concentrates on, is 
experience, you really have to learn on the job. Is there anything that any advice or anything that you learned while you were starting in your career that you think is useful for people to keep in mind? Like it helped you? I think more is better. Like when you go scouting, if you like the location, then you need to sell it to me. It goes through several processes of selling, but which means don't tell me this location is great. You only took 10 photos. You could take a hundred and then only show me 20, but just you have to like really understand that you have to sell it to me that when I see these pictures, that means let's go shoot there. So there's certain things that like, if you care, I find that if somebody cares, they do a better job. And then the people who don't care and they show up with five pictures and they didn't go outside Mm -hmm. or something, or just, it just, it goes a long way to put more of your heart into it than just thinking, well, I took a picture of the place. Can't you tell? Like, no. (laughs) Is this sort of like, you have to feel like you're in the story as well. So if you can, if you don't feel like you're in the story, it's not going to work. Yes. Read the script. A lot of people don't read the script. And then I'm like, what about that scene that says it's out back by the dumpster? Did you go out back? Oh, I didn't know there was a scene. I took pictures of the front. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not where the dumpster scene is. They're like, oh, you didn't tell me that. It's like, you were supposed to read the script. So if you read the script, and, okay, I'm going to shoot. What else is there? Locations is a lot of, there's a lot of responsibility involved. And there's a lot to think about. So it definitely requires a lot of multitasking. In addition to multitasking what you're doing, Mm -hmm. you have to like multitask in your brain. Oh, you know what? When I was driving to that laundromat that I thought was really cool, there was also this like outdoor park and we have a scene in a park later. Uh, Yeah, there's just a lot of things to remember. I was wondering, you know, you were just sharing like, oh, you had to look for a building that just had stairs for everything everywhere all at once. Has there ever been a time where you're like, I love this location. This is a perfect one. But then either the, if it's a house, the homeowners don't want to use it or what have been some trials that have been frustrating for you and what have you done to overcome those? Oh, gosh. I mean, there was this one project where the house was like a huge deal and the production designer was like, I keep driving by this house. It's super cool. And I managed to get a hold of the owners and I thought I talked them into it. But once it started to get into it, they freaked out and they were like, no, never mind. We don't want to do it. And we were going to be there once an episode. We were going to be there a lot. Unfortunately, the show got canceled and shut down before we even filmed the scene. But it is tough when you lose something like that, where there's nothing you can do. You just have to start over again and keep trying. It happens. Locations fall through. But yeah, I'm trying to think of another. Oh, there was one cool scene on True Blood where we found this cool place. But as I'm sure you remember from watching it, a lot of the places were run down. And like, we didn't go to Disney Concert Hall. We were at you know, what crack dens and that's what they're written as. And so we literally, it was supposed to be like a crack den and we found this cool location and then we discovered black mold. Oh no. We couldn't shoot there and we had to find something else. There are some times where you find a location, you're like, oh, this is great. But then you bring in somebody like safety and they're like, yeah, you can't have a hundred people inside this house for 12 hours. I was going to ask, do you work closely with like legal and then set departments and things like that? I feel like you're as involved as, let's say, a director who has their head in every little department. 
Yeah, the locations department pretty much works with every single department in a sense because I'm support. So if you need something and we're at a location, you should come to me and ask for something. So deal with the art department more than any other department, for sure. If you're hanging, you want to hang something on the wall. You can't just walk into someone's home, believe it or not, and just drill a hole into their walls. They don't want you to do that. So you do just have to ask permission. Even though you're already there, it doesn't mean you can just do whatever you want to a location. You're a renter. You're not, you don't own it. So you have to keep a lot of those things in mind. But we also deal with safety, which I do really like because I feel like I, and I know a lot of the crew, I don't know if they'd know how much time we spend on safety, but like if something, if somebody is like, Hey, can we go put lights up on the roof? I'm like, the location says that you can, but I'm going to call Warner Brothers safety because they told me if I hear their R word, mm-hmm. I have to call. And they literally, we make an appointment and they come out and we go up on the roof. And if they feel that it needs further inspection, we like, you have to get a specialist to come in. Like if you're filming near a river, if you're filming in water, if you're filming near a cliff, there's just like all these things that like, there are other people who will think about it as well, but it does, for bringing people out, I need to take care of that as well. I have my safety hat on. While you've been on set and you've worked in quite a few big projects, were you ever curious about other aspects on it that you wanted to look into? Like, were you ever interested in being in set design or the art department? The art department was never something that I was interested in. I was more interested in wanting to produce than doing that. Most of the people who are in art departments and stuff do have a creative background or they start, everybody kind of starts at the bottom. You work your way up and most production designers have design backgrounds. Like they know Some of them even are architects. So there's just a lot more that goes into that. But when you do bigger projects, you end up in a union. You're in your union. It's not so easy just to be like, hey, I want to go get a job in the art department. And you really do seem like you really enjoy what you've been doing for a few years. There are times that I enjoy it. There are times that I do (laughs) not. But I think that's, if somebody who works in production were to tell you that they love their job all the time, they're lying. Yeah. Uh, It's a hard job. It's a really hard job. If you don't want to work really hard and work long hours, don't get into it. Just don't. (laughs) I have respect for a lot of people who are like, look, I just want to do this and I want to go home. That's, I respect that. That's all I want to do. All I want to do is I want to do my job, but I want to go home. And it can be really demanding, really stressful. And sometimes it is fun. I find it's more fun with it if I like the people that I work with. But there can be times where it's just really hard. You're constantly thinking about budget. And I've got to make sure that 100 crew members can go move to a brand new location tomorrow and that they have everything that they need to get their job done. So there's just, there's so much that goes into it. The logistics can get it's it's huge. Mm -hmm. You have to have a permit. You have to have bathrooms. You have to have somewhere for us to have eat lunch. All of those things are fall under the locations banner. So there's just a lot. In addition to dealing with you're at somebody's home, you're dealing with that, which is a huge job in itself. Imagine if you let a hundred people into your home with heavy equipment, who, no offense, they don't care if they're stepping on your rose bushes because they need to get somewhere. And they're not going to shut the door, put your dog in a, 
you know, kind yeah. of like, I was just, <laughs> we're not going to shut the door behind us. Like all these things like that we have to think about, like you, and it's usually better for you to leave. If you're like going to rent your house to me, I don't want you there. I want you to leave. You can have somebody else be in charge, but it can't be, it shouldn't be you because you'll freak out. You'll hate it. You'll be like, oh my God, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, my one, the, one of the things that I tend to do is I'll pay you to leave. I don't want you there. You will hate it. You will freak out. Like just leave and then just tell everybody that this cool movie shot at your house and you'll be fine. I know. You're like, <laughs> you will see the finishing product and you will be like, huh, yes. that's my bedroom or, oh, those were my front doors. But during the making of it, you'd be like, they're going to scratch yeah. the wall. They're going to scratch the wall. And then yeah, you're They tense. will it'll change the whole energy. It's awful. You'll, yeah, it's not good. People are like, they're like, we just don't want it to be inconvenient. I'm like, then don't do it. It's horribly inconvenient. Yeah, Filming is inconvenient for anybody involved. We are big. We come in fast and hard and loud and early. And we're there for a really long time. We will damage something. I try not to, but something will get damaged. And then we'll clean it up and we pay you a lot of money and we leave. <laughs> but, and it can be fun or it can be stressful, but it's never the same. I can tell you that. It's always something different is happening. It just, you know, like as soon as you're done with finding the laundromat, you're like, we have to find the apartment and we have to find the stairwell to get to that. It feels like it's never done. No, you're looking for these all at the same time. Oh, wow. It's not find the laundromat and then be done and then go move on to the next one. You're, I'm finding them all at the same time. And then you also find multiple options. And then sometimes they don't always, even though they may have, that's the one you shot, they might go back to it three or four times before they pick it. It's very rare that you'll be like, you take everybody to see one place and that's the one that they pick. Okay. So sometimes you'll go out multiple times to look for a grocery store or a bowling alley or just whatever. You'll keep going to multiple ones. But the best thing to do is just get people out and look at stuff. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with people, the listeners, what to take into account when they watch something with all the different aspects? One of my favorite things about Media and Monuments is we like to talk to people that people forget. It's not just the director or the actor or the writer. There's so many other aspects. We do talk to them, but like the editors, the special effects people, the location managers, the crafts people, all this. Without all of you guys, we wouldn't have the entertainment or the documentary or the film or the television show. So anything else you'd like to share with um, viewers? Oh, there's so many people that put together something that you were going to watch. It took hundreds of people months in preparation. And I think a lot of people talk about, like you said, the director, the actors, people talk about wardrobe, they talk about hair, but people very rarely are going to talk about the lighting, which can make a break. You know, the sound guy, I know there's times where you're like, what'd they say? It's though, believe it or not, there's like a lot of things that you've got somebody who does have, you've got a, you want this beautiful night scene when we need to light from above So you've got either somebody building a scaffolding just to put a light or there's just, there's, or it's too sunny and it's creating too many shadows. You'd be surprised at what people have to do just to create that light, which can take hours for somebody to get. But it's, it's just, it's a lot. There's a lot of people involved that, and we were called below the line that go into making your favorite 
movie, your favorite TV show that, you know, you don't see them. We're all behind the camera. Thank you. And the next time I'm watching something, I will be thinking of all the hundreds of people behind this, the camera. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Media and Monuments, a service of women in film and video. Please remember to review, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. For more information about WIF, please visit our website at www.wiffasinfrank.org.